0: I mean we're witches. (laughs) Basically. Hey there, witches. Happy witchy Wednesday. It's your fave witches, Leah Kanauer. And
1: Rachel LaForest. And today we have our good friend Katina Konarakis in the studio. Um, She is a certified functional nutritionist and Reiki practitioner. And Bruja, an awesome woman, Mm -hmm. um, with an amazing story that she shares with us very vulnerably.
0: Yes, she's so amazing. We know you will love her. Um, If you're not already following us on Instagram at Basic Witches, make sure you're doing that because we do giveaways and we have moon circles and lots of fun digital events and merch. So come check us out
1: there. And while you're online, if you have time, we would love an iTunes review from you. That helps us out a lot. And we know this episode is going to help you out a lot. So enjoy.
0: I'm doing good.
2: Um, I'm feeling pretty good. I actually had a colonic this earlier today.
1: (laughs) (laughs) so I feel I'm detoxed. All cleared out. really.
2: (laughs) All all cleared out. Yeah, it was... um, it was a really good experience. I did a gravity colonic, which I've never done before. What is that? So there's three different types of colonics. There's open, close, and gravity. And it's just like oh. different types of machines. And I've tried the close before, which is pretty popular, where you can like lay there and like there's like a machine on the wall and mm-hmm. you can see yourself releasing but I've that done that helped. I've done that too yes yeah. so the difference between that is that the water pressure is constant constantly being pushed in so there's no like ebb and flow but with a gravity clonic, it's more of about like a little bit of water and then release and then mm-hmm. so it doesn't feel so uncomfortable the whole time so it was it was really great I highly oh recommend
1: gosh. it but yeah I had to I was so scared the one time I did it um just because it's so foreign the first time. And that I had my sweet, sweet, sweet sister come with me. And she (laughs) Uh, me so much that she stayed in the room. No. That shit happened. Literally. (laughs) Literally. Yeah. Exactly. That's. That's family. Yeah. (laughs) You can't break those bonds. (laughs) That's amazing. Um, So you're feeling light? (laughs) I am. I'm
2: feeling light. Release all the toxins out. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I feel pretty good. I have my family coming from New York tomorrow, which I'm really excited about. So... I haven't seen them since since the holidays. So my mm. sister and brother are flying out here, so I'm super super excited to be with them.
1: That's going to be so nice. Yeah. So, wh- I just want to stay on colonics for a minute. Um, okay. Yep. <laughs> um, did you get into that before getting your degree in nutrition, or is that an after thing?
2: Uh, well, like anything health related, has always been like my. Passion, and I'm always one to like love to try things out. So I actually did it a, a couple of years ago first, just because it's something I read about that it's good Ooh. to release toxins. But now, because of um, I went to, I mean, I went to a nutritional therapy association school, and I have like a good handful of girlfriends. Um, we just like are in a group chat and talk all day every day about anything health related Ooh. and. A, b- a bunch of us are starting a parasite cleanse and on oh. top of the parasite cleanse it's oh. yeah it's really good to do a colonic as well to help release the parasites
0: wait okay um, and a parasite cleanse yeah correct me when i if i'm wrong you eat a parasite that then eats the insides of no no bacteria no, bacteria. no. Oh, you, you, are you are wrong you are wrong
1: wait i wish you could have seen me looking at the episode. <laughs> no, no. wait that is the thing though that's what accidentally um, happens. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So <laughs> basically
2: pretty much we all have parasites living within us. Um you know, especially if you have pets or you're traveling and, you know, just eating like leftover foods, like it's very, very easy to to be at like access to the food, so a lot of our symptoms that a lot of us don't know, like you know, foggy brain or constipation or acne, um, is associated with these parasites living like within our in our in our gut. Um, so I'm doing a it's just an herb. It's like a herb. I'm taking two pills in the morning, two in the um, evening. Um, it's by another like health influencer who. I'm obsessed with, Organic Olivia. She studies Chinese medicine. So it's her concoction that we're doing, that I'm taking. Um, So yeah, so that helps to kill the parasites in your stomach and then you release them. So they Mm -hmm. die off. So in our wonderful group chat, we're sending each other pictures of oh. our, everything everything we're very very close in that sense so That's yeah amazing. but you would be surprised like that like eight inches of like a worm like a parasite coming out of oh. you is, is crazy
1: I know I, I know yeah. okay literally my friend uh my friend from growing up we, we did a reunion trip to Vegas and she showed me um a picture on her phone of one that a parasite that she had released oh and it literally looked like an alien like it it, you could tell that it had some sort of like a mouth at one end and then it was like a really long tube and um after that happened that just happened to her she just happened to notice it and then she went on a whole journey of researching parasites and how to cleanse them out yeah
2: I think I would have been freaked out if I wasn't attempting to, to you know get them out of me and just seeing that I would have really I would have been like what is going on leah's (laughs) freaking out (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) after this you have to google search it because it's pretty it's wild
0: Whoa, i'm like a little scared too but i will yeah they i mean i'm i was really scared
2: too so when they when they do come out it's usually embedded in your stool so it's not like unless you go searching for them you will really find them Mm -hmm. um so it's not that – I was very nervous to try it, but it's it's not bad at all. It's – a lot of the herbs – I know that the two main are, like, garlic and ginger because I can mm. taste it in the yeah. in the, the supplement that I'm taking. Um, but, yeah, they recommend doing it just, like, once, one or two times a year. It's not – it's something that we need to do pretty often.
0: Mm. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So I'll let you know in 30 days how it <laughs> <what> happens,
0: <laughs> how it
2: all turns out.
0: Yeah. I'm wondering what, what it is about wellness and health that you are always interested.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I could definitely dive into the, the story, um, yeah. of how, yeah, so I, okay, well, we met through Abrams, mm-hmm. um, yes. right. So I was in media, um. Uh, and for your listeners, I was a director of media at Abrams at a talent agency where these girls um, mm-hmm. are repped at. This uh, recording
0: right yeah. now is a very full circle moment because you knew about our podcast before we even got the meeting with you. So it already felt aligned that we were meeting with you. And then now you're in this realm. So it's like... Now you're on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. I know. So cool. I know. I know. It's serendipitous. yeah Absolutely. Uh,
2: um, so yeah, so we, we met at Abrams. I was in media for about 12 years in advertising, um, you know, went to college, thought this is what I wanted to do. I'd like to climb the corporate ladder and at Abrams, it was a really hard job that they were required to do and it needed more than just one or two people. I needed a full team, but the go-getter and perfectionist that I am thought I could take it on and do it all. Um, so I got, I got really burnt out and just was not happy. And it was the first time in my life where I was like severely depressed. Mm. And, um, me and, um, Rachel were hiking this week. And I had told her that I was battling an eating disorder for about 17 years. Mm. And at Abrams, it was at my ultimate peak, um, Mm. where I was prolonged fasting for a week. And then I was binge eating chocolate. And then I, you know, it was purging over the weekend. So mm. very, very unhealthy just because, I mean, it's a coping mechanism. It's a mental illness. It's something that I hadn't really dealt, obviously dealt with till then. Mm-hmm. Um, and it all started because I had a lot of childhood trauma. Um, my father was, my parents are Greek and El Salvadorian. I grew up in New York, Long Island, and my father was abusive towards my mother uh, Mm. physically and verbally and was very verbally abusive to me and my sister growing up. Um, But it's, it's weird because as verbally abusive as he was to me, he also loved me and Mm -hmm. as much as he could because i looking back i'm just like he probably had a lot of trauma as well and just never dealt with
1: it right um that's very yeah yeah
2: yeah i i mean um, he must have because he never laid a finger on us kids he i was i he was my soccer coach we put soccer together um you know he put me in as best as he could on this pedestal but still was, I was li- living, living in a very toxic environment. Um, and then at senior year of college, senior year of college, I'm sorry, senior year of high school, um, my mom finally was ready to, to divorce him. And, mm. but because of her language barrier, she wanted me to help out. So I went to the lawyers with her, um, to, you know, kind of divorce my dad for her
0: um
2: yeah so senior high school Mm. and in that that's when all the family secrets kind of come out and Mm. um I had found out that he was accused of molest um molesting a child someone close to our family Mm. and Mm. just forgot charged because they never really followed through but with I'm pretty sure that he did so as soon as that happened I think at that point in my life, I was like accepted of the abuse and it was just because I had lived with it for so long and it was Mm. just kind of normal. And I was like, he's Greek, she's Spanish, they're immigrants. It's what he doesn't know better. It's what, you know, Mm. their parents did. It's a cultural thing. And then Mm. the finding out that he had done that, I was, I couldn't, I mean, like not looking back now. I didn't know how to handle that. I didn't know how to process feelings. I've realized and learned through therapy and my support group because anytime I would speak up as a child, I would get ridiculed or yelled at. So Mm -hmm. I internalized everything and I discovered senior year of the gym and I discovered Mm. the gym. I discovered counting calories. I discovered Mm. stacker twos. And then I went and I was anorexic for a full year Um, Mm. and I felt so in control of my life when I was anorexic and it was an actual high that I I loved it like I can pinpoint the the moment that I would love like I was like wow I haven't eaten for like weeks like I'm Mm. incredible I can do this and nobody else can Mm. Um, again everything in my life was so out of control that it was the Mm. only thing I could really control and that's you know, I've been nodding
0: so much over here.
2: Yeah.
0: We, 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 we relate a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Eating
2: disorders are, you know, a coping mechanism. They're something you know, to lot, control. Exactly. Something to control. And it's, it's such a tricky one because, you know, you have to eat food right. to live. And I was, I was just drinking coffee and like having like an apple a day. Like it was just so, mm-hmm. I just, I look back and I have no idea how I did it. Cause at the same time I'm divorcing my like, dad mm. and for my mother I'm I'm being the second parent I'm helping my mother because she's working full time I'm driving my brother and sister to school like all these things mm. um and then the the anorexia turned into bulimia in college because I couldn't kind of not eat forever and my girlfriends in college had realized um mm. and then I saw all these girls in college throwing up from drinking and mm. I was just like I don't do that but let me just you know do it in another way so it won't harm my body. I was convincing myself that it was okay what I was doing. Mm. Um, and then the bulimia just kind of kept on happening. And mm. it was such a tentpole event that I thought I had it under control until I did it.
1: Mm. Um, what do you mean until by I just such a tentpole worked? event?
2: Like it was, I know that's how, cause it was always like when something traumatic, when something would happen, like I'd break up with a boy or I wasn't happy with myself. So it mm. wasn't all the time. That's why I thought I had control of it, which I mm. didn't. I see. It was just like, I did it every now and then. So like maybe, you know, you know, a few times a year or, and it would go on for like a, like a week or so, but it was in my mind, like I wasn't damaging my body the way mm. I actually was. Um. And then, yeah, I moved out here. I turned 30. I finally admitted it to my cousin that i lived with. Mm-hmm. Um, so aside from the eating disorder, I was still always interested in the health and wellness, right? It's almost like my my poison kind of is my passion at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I was always, you know, interested in the new health craze and the new, new diet because it was an obsession. Um, interested in, you know just natural remedies as like, since I was like 20, cause I was, ne- I never really believed in diet, even though I tried all the fat diets, but I'm like sugar, I mean sugar, fruit's good for you, right? Like oh I never understood God. what people, we were so scared of fruit and I'm like, this doesn't <laughs> make sense, you know, all these things. So constantly just always reading health and wellness podcasts, trying to like heal myself when I didn't, like, again, in hindsight, realized I needed the support um, yeah. and professionals to do it. So that, kind of like that was like the path. And then, yeah, I moved out here in LA six years ago. I finally admitted it to my cousin to maybe hold myself accountable when I was 30 and it didn't stop. Um, but it was a little bit less. And then, out here in the media industry, I kind of kept getting laid I was going to company from company, layoff after layoff. And again, that perfectionist in me, like Mm -hmm. I kept getting a job. I kept getting laid off. I kept getting a better title. I kept work. I was working harder. So it's like, why am I not good enough? Right. Is that not good enough? Mm -hmm. Like constant, like, you know, disappointment in myself Mm -hmm. while on the outside, everyone thinks I'm doing great and I'm traveling and I am do, you know, like getting these great jobs and, and at Abrams, it, I was just like, "What am I like? What am I doing with my life? Like, this is mm-hmm. I'm not happy. This is not the path for me." But my eating disorder was at ultimate high, um, and I had met someone who was in Narcotics Anonymous. I was dating someone who's in NA, and he was so vulnerable and open about his his you know addiction that I was I admired it. But then I mm. also was like, I have a lot of addicts are in my life, you know, or recovering addicts, mm-hmm. my best friend. Like just so many people that I, I went to an Al-Anon meeting. So mm-hmm. that's four friends and family. So I walked into an Al Anon meeting. I met, you know, it was like, oh I can relate, I can relate. Spoke to a woman afterwards, like you're supposed to, and she mentioned OA. And she was just like, you know, a lot of us go to Overeaters Anonymous and I'm like, what's that? She's like, a lot of people with a lot of trauma in their lives mm-hmm. have developed an eating disorder. And I'm like, ding, ding,
0: ding. Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> I'm like,
2: I think I should go to that. So the next day I went and I went to a meeting and I sobbed so hard. Yes. I couldn't even say my name because I'm like, there was so many mixed emotions like, there's people here like me. And then how can you like so much shame around this? Like, how could you let this happen for so long? And then also like, I don't know a life without this at this point in my life. I've been doing it for almost half of my life. Like, I don't know what to do. Um, so yeah, I mean, I've been going ever since, but with, with OA and I love it for the support that it is. And for all the inner work that I've been doing, I was still lost in understanding why I had to eat, <laughs> you know, like mm-hmm. I, I understood that I ate it was like habitual and a coping mechanism. And I, you know, I had to really dig deep to heal it like internally. Um, but I was just like, but I still need to understand the foods we eat. Cause there's so much mixed mm-hmm. messages out in the world. And I just don't, I need like, I need, I'm the type of person that needs to like really dive in and learn and understand mm-hmm. and do it for myself for it to work. Like, mm-hmm. I'm like, I know you're telling me to eat three meals a day, but I just still don't understand why, like, so I enrolled in nutritional therapy association school just to like learn for my mm. own, own health and sake. Um, just to be like, okay, what, like, why does, why does this work? And I was still at Abraham's at the time when I went back to school. And oh, wow. with that, yeah, with that, it was a healing. It was heal. I was healing myself, you know, cause it's all, as we all know, you know, it's all connected. My body soul. Mm-hmm. Um, I was healing myself internally. And then understanding the foods and the right foods I should be eating and why I should be eating and graduated from there. And and in the middle of school, I'm like, this is what I want to do. Cause then I met my people, right? Like I met my circle of friends. Like everyone was like, I mean, not with the eating disorder, but like Mm -hmm. their passion and their likes and their stories. And um, all of them were a lot of them were struggling or trying to find some answers Mm -hmm. that I think we have been just, Bombarded with so much marketing and so much, you know, research studies that are based like in on men and not on women and nice. you know these things are not working, mm-hmm. but these are working for us. So
1: yeah, and you, with that
2: I'm like, go for it.
1: Well, yeah. I want to know if you could pinpoint that moment when you when your intuition told you this is what I want to do and I have to quit my job. Like mm. do you can you pinpoint it?
2: Um I kind of think once I, like a month into enrolling, like like a month, like when, no, when I met, I think the girls and everyone in school, because, so it's an online school, where we had workshops, mm. we were able to meet in person, mm-hmm. so the studying was great, but once that we went to the workshop in person in San Diego, and I met everyone, and like, I heard like how everyone is either making this career, or some other people were healing themselves, also I wanted to just bring this back to their their families I'm like Mm -hmm. this is like what I should be doing and it Mm -hmm. wasn't now now that I'm talking about it out loud it's now I know the moment I at that point I was at that point I was only a few months into recovery and I had only shared it with really close family like maybe like my sister my cousin and the people in the rooms but I stood up and I shared with them all, all these strangers of like 30 mm -hmm. people, 30, 40 people. And I told them my eating disorder um, share. And I had some people come up after and tell me their story. And I was Mm -hmm. like, oh, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going Mm -hmm. to try to help. I'm going to try to tell this story. So others, because I mean, I think I was fortunate to found my, find my support group in OA and it works for some people and it doesn't work for others. But like, if I could sit here and share my story mm-hmm. and then share my recovery and let them know that it's possible, like that's what I, that's. What and I'm like you said, everything,
0: shift. everything yes. is connected and all of that happened to you so that you can spread it authentically. Because like you said, your poison became your passion. I related so much to that because I was obsessed in high school. I was obsessed with like Dr. Drew and celebrity rehab and sex rehab, like loved all those rehab shows. And then a year later I ended up in rehab and it was like so mm-hmm. surreal when I was there. Cause I was like, Oh my God, I was trying to like, be like Dr. Drew. I was trying to be mm-hmm. the healer. And how did I end up on the other side of this? Like, this is the wrong, I'm in the wrong realm, but now like, with our podcast and just all the healing that I've done and have given to others is because of the, the pain that I went through.
2: Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Yes. It's,
2: it's, it's interesting. I mean, I would have never, I mean, I didn't even realize I had an eating disorder, you know, like mm-hmm. you look back and you're like, I didn't even realize
0: that. That obsession, that self-obsession too, kind of. When did um, you realize, or when did you finally admit to yourself? Because that's like a huge moment.
2: Uh, when I, the first day in OA, because I couldn't mm. stop crying. That oh, was the first day. Wow. Yeah. Like I knew I had one. I mean, I knew I had one, but I just thought, again, like I thought I had it under control. Mm-hmm. But then I realized in that moment, I did not have this under control. Mm. Like, And that was it. Like, I, yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, your story is so important to tell because it's unfortunately so relatable Mm -hmm. to a lot of us, like, um, and needs to therefore be talked about because that means a lot of us aren't realizing we have it or Mm -hmm. aren't, you know, that aren't there yet. And people might be in
0: pain and they don't even know why. Um, Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that
1: because Mm. a lot of people, yeah. Yeah need to hear it mm-hmm. and yeah it's first of all incredible that you were able to get that self-awareness because mm-hmm. that's the first step admitting that you have a problem as you know mm-hmm. um yeah. and and it's so like warms my heart to hear that you've put the pieces together mm-hmm. on your trauma and how you were trying to survive and cope by mm-hmm. controlling right
0: mm-hmm. and
1: and how that also leads into perfectionism. I'm right there with you. Like I'm a recovering perfectionist, and I always say that because <laughs> it's never gonna it's never perfect go away. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> no, it's just that like <laughs> that. <laughs> it, it's a lifelong um, mm-hmm.
2: all of process. Is, all process. of us. Long. I love that you guys said that. Like I, I've been now sharing publicly, you know, through social media. And like, I wanted to, and I realized one thing I didn't mention. I was just like, I want everyone to know that I have to work at this every day and yes. I'll, I have to work at this every day for the rest mm-hmm. of my life, because it is a tricky, tricky disease because just looking at me, I went from anorexia to bulimia to, like, restricting, because I, Mm -hmm. at at this point in my, like, life right now, I consider myself a bulimic and a restrictor, because I wasn't eating enough, or, you know, like, or over-exercising, just, it is so tricky, and it's something that you just have to constantly do the inner work, because it Mm -hmm. can just, you know, show its face in other ways, but, yeah, it's something that you always have to work on.
1: Well, yeah, and it's, like, it gets easier. The work get just like any muscle, you get better at Mm -hmm. knowing, knowing how it feels to work that muscle Mm -hmm. and knowing what, you know, what your limits are and when you need rest and all that. But I, yeah, I love talking about this because it's like self-care is not a joke. Mm -hmm. It's life Life or or death. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's like going to the gym actually Mm -hmm. it is like life or death. The other week I painted my nails and I told Leah, like, painting my nails was like me choosing to live (laughs) because I was no seriously, I was in a really bad bout of depression from PTSD Mm -hmm. and I was isolating. And I was like, the fact that Mm -hmm. I chose to paint my nails, (laughs) the fact that I cared what, what that felt and looked like Mm -hmm. and that I wanted to express art on my hands, Mm -hmm. like was a sign of life in a Mm -hmm. dark, dark tunnel of depression for like a couple weeks there. Um, yeah,
2: isolation. So. That's something I, like, while I was working at Abrams and I was really in my disease, like, I was isolating and I was exhausted mm-hmm. and I just didn't understand why. Like, I didn't want to see anyone. And I think it really hit me that I was really having a problem was I went with friends to Palm Springs, like Memorial Day weekend, and they were all like, what is wrong? Like, I'm such a, bu- you guys know me, I'm bubbly, I'm smiling, mm-hmm. and I just was just, just just hated myself I just was in such a low dark place mm. and I couldn't shake it and I'm just mm. like this something's got to give
1: mm-hmm. mm. and you know I after reading the body keeps the score which I know you are have yeah, all the yeah I, I do I'm so <laughs> we were famous. texting about it, I love it. <laughs> um <laughs> But it's the the trauma recovery book with, that I've mentioned on the pod before, with a lot of research, thirty years of the most like prevalent trauma research, and it has shown me how much of an of an epidemic, or I guess we could say pandemic, uh, abuse uh, is to children, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, like like you heard on Matt Simpson's episode, he talks mm-hmm. about childhood trauma mm-hmm. and abuse as well, and it is so prevalent. Mm-hmm. And so that's another reason your story is so important to talk about mm-hmm. because you're so not alone unfortunately. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Exactly. And yeah. I think the more I mean I love that episode too. I think it was talking about that and also I was like I really want to try ayahuasca. Like I'm terrified <laughs> to do it, but I know I know I have like memories that I just shoved down there that I have you know that needs yeah. to come out. Mm-hmm. Like I know that for a fact. Um, but yeah, it's just sharing like your story like all of our stories I think really my goal now is just to like help it's healing me I've learned mm-hmm. that now like just like sharing it on and I was always a little nervous about sharing that I was very nervous about sharing mm-hmm. about it's help because my mother hadn't found out till last week
0: mm-hmm.
2: um and last week that was had, last week yeah oh I you yeah, I know I was on another friend's podcast and I kind of told the story and my little brother who's with my mom in New York Had it up on the TV. I
0: was like, I I haven't
2: told my mom, you know, like I because my mom's my mom's like a Latina mom, and like I was just Mm. terrified that she would either be so sad, like you know, and she'd be like, "What did I do?" Because again, she was also being abused. So like, I never wanted Mm. her to think it was her fault, Mm. and or she would have been like, "What's wrong with you?" You know, like I just Mm. did. That's what I was like terrified and. Um, she, my brother was texting me. He was like, she's watching it right now. I was like, okay. And she's like, she's like, she's like, Katina? I don't know. she do that. Like, my mom was just like shocked, mm. And she called me after and I was waiting And she was just like, you look so amazing. You look beautiful, so professional. She was so proud of me. Mm -hmm. And like, I'm sitting in their phone, like waiting for her to bring it up. And it's like 10, 15 minutes go by. And she's like, and I had no idea that you were going through that. And I just started crying because I was like, yeah, I was like, you know, we went through so much. And she's like, you know, I'm so proud that you're better and that you're doing this to help other people. And Mm -hmm. I was just like, I could not have like dreamed in a million years that that would have been her response. Like it was so, and now I feel like I can take on the world.
0: Yes. It's so freeing,
1: right? It is. It Mm is. Exactly. And like you said, um, you're healing yourself Mm -hmm. by helping others. It's Mm -hmm. like, yes, that is the feminine divine. That Mm -hmm. is, um, a rising tide lifts all ships. Mm -hmm. Like when I lift you up, I get lifted up.
0: When one person heals, we all heal. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm. so beautiful. I'm
2: going to cry right now. I
0: know. (laughs) It is. is, So, Katina, you also do Reiki. Do Do you call yourself a witch? Um... Um umbruja, yeah. Yes. Ah, bruja. Cool. Yeah, it runs
2: in my family. My aunt has some oh. psychic powers. Um, my Greek my Spanish aunt has psychic powers. My Greek
0: grandmother okay. We both have yeah. our joints, so tell us. Please tell us. <laughs> okay. Um my Greek grandmother had um used to read
2: coffee. She would, oh, you know, you drink Turkish cool. coffee and she'd flip it over. So she'd read that. So on both sides, one of my cousins sometimes sees ghosts. So it's like Another cause, like it's very within our blood. So I, yeah, I, I definitely have had spirits come to me. But I, my first experience with Reiki was in Joshua Tree. I when I moved out to LA, I was hearing all about this Reiki and energy healing, and I, I believed in it. I just was so curious. So I was like, if I'm going to do it, I really want to go somewhere legit with someone who people rave about. So I went out. Her name's Ali. She's incredible. Um, I went out to Joshua Tree. And I mean, she knows like a, another like language, like Aztec, like old language. So the experience was just like, I was, we spoke, you know, because it's another form of therapy and healing. So we kind of spoke while I was there. And then she laid me down and she was singing and chanting and whistling and just doing all of the energy healing. And while she, like, right before she started to tell me to see colors, I'm laying on the table, my eyes closed. I just start seeing red, blue, all these colors start surrounding me. And then she tells me that all these beautifuls are surrounding me. Now I'm like, you know, cause you have this quote, like see it to believe it. And I'm just like, what is going on? And as soon as I opened my eyes, when the session was done, it was just surrounding me all of these, the energy of colors, like everywhere. Oh, and I had a blank, like for like a good, like solid minute. Cause I'm like, am I like, what's going on here? Why am I seeing all this? So, you know, I spoke to her and she's like, yes, yeah, some people see color, you know, it's energy. And I was like, okay. So I was like, let me go back. I was like, I gotta go back another time. I don't know if I, cause I drank the tea. Like, did you put anything in? Like I couldn't like wrap my head around it. Mm-hmm. So I went back and again, right before she was going to mention a color, I saw blue and I'm just like, oh, I see this blue and I see green. And she had said it. And I was like, okay, this is, there's something here. I need to like, keep following this path and last year I went and got my Reiki certification so I went um so I'm Reiki level two so I can practice Reiki um and in with my Reiki master she had brought up you know that some people can see color you can see the aura you know like so she was mm-hmm. staying like staring at her she's like just look around me you could see the aura she went around the room and she asked she was just like Tell me what you see. And everyone's like, I see the white, like, you know, the white gold aura around you. And she got to me and I'm like, I can see, I see the white aura, like right around you. I was like, but a little further, I see this almost like a blue ray, like really, really like above you, like an arc. Mm she went around the room, everyone finished. And she said, all the masters say she has blue aura. And I was like, yes, I was like, I really do see
0: color. So I got,
2: yeah, I got certified and I practice on, you know, some clients and friends and family and I can hone in on your chakras. And I feel like that's my gift, right? I can, you know, if a chakra is clogged or it's usually I can see it kind of illuminating or that's what kind of guides me when I do the Reiki practice on, What sensation or chakra might be clogged or open up that I need to like work on chat and channel and on and kind of bring the universe's energy into that? Can we go on video
0: because I want you to like read our color auras? I want to know what we are, what you see. Uh,
2: uh, We can try, but I might not be able to. Okay. I'll be completely
0: honest. Yeah. Okay. Let's try it. No pressure. Digitally. Yeah. Digitally.
1: You're so pretty.
0: Okay. Let me. How do I do it?
2: Where I see you? Okay. All right. I have to do one at a time. Yeah, Yeah. 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 Okay. can't see Leah's, but I can think I can kind of see Rachel's a little. And you have that that goal like we're talking about, but you have a little purple.
1: <gasps> yes. Yeah. I'll been, just like okay. <laughs> been, okay, so I've been doing this meditation, guided meditation from previous guest, um Teddy Longordo. And um, in it she has you walk into a cave in a dragon's mouth, and you picture this gem encrusted altar and chalice and every time the gems are purple
0: mm. and ah, I and, and I've that. just been
1: noting that lately like oh I wonder if there's significance yeah,
2: yeah. well purple is your your third eye mm. is your third eye chakra so yeah mm. there that makes go. sense I'm highly yeah. intuitive cool yeah yeah um, so yeah you. so I I can see the Reiki but obviously not now during, yeah. during our times <laughs> um but I could do it with friends and family. It's, it's, it's so interesting because every client feels something different. Mm. So like when you get Reiki station, like you could feel hot or cold. Some people see visions, you know, um, sometimes they can see their spirit animals. So it's, it's still, I'm still, I have to practice more to really be great at it. Like, if, you know, mm. um, but it's the more and more I do, it's really interesting because I'm learning my, like, what makes me special as a mm-hmm. practitioner yeah what special? but it's cool it's fun love it yeah so yeah so my family has all this like witchy power you know mm. I've seen I've seen uh spirits before I think I'm I'm pretty sure I'm psychic but I haven't really practiced hard enough you know
1: I'm sure but you are I think yeah do you have psychic dreams don't you dream
2: yes yeah yes. I definitely have psychic dreams yeah um I know. And we discovered in my dream with my, like, I was telling Rachel when we were hiking. So my mother had found out last week about my eating disorder. And then the two nights after, I dreamt that I was pregnant and I had a miscarriage. And I was like squatting down and I pulled out the baby and it was red. And like, almost like what I thought was like my uterus or just like, not like, it wasn't blood though. It was just like a red, like weird casing and then my mom was there and she just like threw it in the dumpster and then I was just like okay that's all right but I was like am I okay inside like did the umbilical cord come out like I was just like what is going on and like while we were walking I was like that must have been like my inner child or my childhood trauma that like I finally was able to like Because my mother found out, which was the one person I was so scared to tell. Mm -hmm.
1: Like, I was just like, okay, that part of me. Yes. Oh my gosh. Katina, I'm even seeing it more clearly. Like I have a visual of your dream as you describe it. (laughs) And I'm like, a miscarriage is symbolic of, you know, something that, this is no judgment, but that, that that your brain perceives as a failure. It's like yeah, a, it failed. Your body failed to carry the baby to term. Mm-hmm. It's not a failure right. on your part, but shame, mm-hmm. yeah, shame, yeah, my and shame, like I and have so, so like much shame around it for your mom to just take your shame, baby, <laughs> and like be like, it doesn't <laughs> even matter. It's just but in the just, trash, yeah. Like get rid of that. <laughs> Get rid of that shame that's, that's empowering
2: so <laughs> I know I know it was and, I, and awesome. like I didn't think of it until we were like hanging out so you definitely brought that out in me that well that hike was yeah. spiritual
1: I mean all hikes yeah. are spiritual but like yeah when you walk and exert you churn up and out anxieties or thoughts like things come out when you move so yeah the fact that we were like walking and talking, connecting, that makes sense. Mm-hmm.
2: And your aura was just like glowing. Yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah um, I'll have to post this picture. Um, we took yeah. a picture on the hike and my, Crazy. this is the only photo that turned out like this on an iPhone. And my aura looks like it's like projected in the image. And none of us know how that happened. It's Yeah, yeah. it's wild. Yeah, <laughs> And we're like it's real. sitting above it's the real clouds because we hiked like, yeah. pretty high. Yeah. So I always think about
2: when I first started seeing auras and when I was with um, my Reiki master, when I see, you really see it strong, mm-hmm. I think about old religious paintings and the aura that they have around all this.
0: Mm-hmm. And I was
2: like, oh, th- you know, they've seen it. They understand what we're seeing. You know, we're just mm-hmm. catching up to what's going can, on.
0: Can someone like walk into a room, maybe they have a dark energy and you immediately see like black. Like what does that negative dark energy look like?
2: So I have seen it only when I've gotten Reiki done or sometimes when I do Reiki, I've never just visually seen it. When I was getting my certification, this is just wild. We got paired up with strangers. The girl next to us, this was in, like um, an Asian younger girl and just like a middle-aged woman. Um, she was practicing on her, you know, like just doing the Reiki. And the girl was just like, I saw some dark, something dark around here. And the woman was just like, I had a tumor there. Whoa! They don't know each other, and we were all like, Whoa! Whoa. Like, that is some. That is a gift, like to see and, intuitively. Like it was just like, again, just you have to see it to believe it, or be there to experience mm-hmm. it. And it was just like, wow. So, so yeah. yeah, the whole like holistic approach to like life, like energy healing, like mm-hmm. it's it can really work. It's therapeutic. Um, healing myself just with my trauma and now I guess what I also wanted to share was with the I could could have never pictured myself where I am today like eating three meals a day and Mm. not even thinking about it and being Mm. okay with it and learning that food is medicine and you can really heal and respect it because you respect yourself and your body like Mm. it's just something I want to like share and help others like
0: to achieve and it can be fun I learned um like when I dabbled with veganism like there's so many fruits and vegetables there's I know I sound so basic but there's so many and they have all kinds of flavors and you don't learn that until you actually try to like eat healthy or raw and yeah the nerf the the earth, nature and earth
1: provides. Right, <laughs> the, the earth provides. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Damn it! No, but really, the earth is so so abundant, and there's so much to experience and taste.
2: Yeah, I mean, I was fearful around food for a very long time, mm-hmm. and like now that I don't have that fear, and I know I could eat beautiful things like fruits vegetables. I started actually eating, I was a pescatarian for a long time and I started to bring meat back into my life, but only if I know it's inhumane and it's grass fed and grass finished, like just quality stuff that they're living their lives and very minimal, but I still find the importance of getting the the right. And hopefully one day, I think, I think people in the health and wellness space are really trying to make a change of corporate farming. And, mm. you know, getting rid of the abuse that we're doing to all these poor animals. Because that's what got me as a, you know, pescatarian for, for so many years. Mm. I read, what was it? Skinny Bitch. Did you guys
1: remember that book? Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't uh, read it, but I know
2: what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, Skinny. I remember. And I was like, oh, I went vegan vegetarian for like two weeks. but I, I know, like everyone
1: dark. did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: I've way, actually, this is
1: hard. <laughs> I've been eating vegan since seeing the movie Oak Jaw which is a fictional uh, movie by the same man who did Parasite um, on oh. Snowpiercer. Um, but uh, it was so accurate of like an allegory to factory farming. And it uh, really, right. really affected me. Yeah, um, and, and that also just like ruins our soil. Like it's just so destroying. There's, a lot
2: of like, there's yeah. so many, it's just beyond the animals. It's just like, mm-hmm. they need to get it together. They need
1: to do better. Mm-hmm. This yes better. for real um but wait i was gonna say something else about vegan sorry oh no i just feel the same as you that it's almost like if you want to eat it you kill it or like you mm. know how it got killed because mm. once you see the process and for eggs i love eggs i have like i've always been a fan of eggs but now i'm like <laughs> fuck i have to get my own chicken because
0: mm.
1: that lays eggs because the process of, um, Mm. the babies that are born, the boys are just thrown into a grinder because they're not going to become hens that lay eggs. And that's just like one small part of the process. And so now I'm like, I just want to know, I just want to be responsible of what I'm doing to the earth and what I'm taking Right. Like I want to try to be in balance. Mm. Right. But I also ate fish when I was on vacation by the ocean because they caught it locally right there. Yeah. I'm like flexible, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I mean,
2: it's, it's, it's so I, yeah.
1: it's good. Right. Balance,
2: balance. <laughs>
0: um,
2: I mean, I do people, like my roommates say I have an expensive like taste with food because I make sure like I'm just getting good quality stuff. Like I'm not, I'm going to try to practice what I preach. And I know it's very hard for like a lot of my clients to, you know, buy these products, but I'm just trying to really educate them on the importance of it. Um, because it's, I mean, there's a lot of misconception on like meats give you heart attacks and it's, you know, fats give you heart. It's no, it's the processed food. It's the saturated fats. It's the low quality meats and, Mm -hmm. you know, chickens, like, but, you know, good quality as if our cavemen were eating it, like, from their hands. And that's kind of, a, you know, that's okay. Mm-hmm. I looked into getting chickens during quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> Where would you put it on your balcony? Um, I, mean, I was thinking my bathtub, like, in my bath. I was like, I got a bathtub. I could set it so up funny. here. I know the balcony birds would eat. Yeah, we have so many birds. I didn't want birds. I don't want, like birds eating them. I don't know. Oh, to eat even the they'd eggs. be in cages. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. well, I guess the chickens. I couldn't oh. put them on a balcony. Yeah, yeah, birds are dinosaurs. <laughs> Pretty <What laughs> crazy. Yeah, um <laughs> yeah. uh, but you need two. You have to get two to be together. Obviously, oh, yeah. I did not you know need to get that. two chickens. Yeah, it's also kind of expensive because then you got to get the lights and the food. And I was like, God dang it. Oh, one day one when we day. leave here, when we leave LA,
1: you know, we <laughs> get our
2: farm. <laughs> right exactly. Yeah.
1: I will not be surprised if we start a like garden grown, like witch haven one day. Any number of us oh, here. We should. <laughs> we really should. It'd be really fun and as full of like, quarantines of <laughs> beautiful goddesses. I know. <laughs>
0: We'll do it. Um, yeah. Well, we have our cards nearby. Yeah. Would you like one? Oh, I would love one. Amazing. I'm feeling the classic goddess deck. And I just got a flashback to when we first sold your
1: card. Well, maybe that's and about it. And it.
2: Um, I know, and I kind of remember the card that it was, but it was about transformation or what? something. And I, you, you guys didn't know at the time, but I was just getting into recovery. So for and listeners, like, I can't really was, tell
0: them right now. For listeners, yeah. this was when we met, like, like at our meeting. So okay, keep going. Just want them to know that. <laughs>
2: no, that was it. Yeah, it was okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, when we met. And I was going through recovery, and uh-huh. I was like, I can't tell them. Like, I can't just. This is, you but know, it, so.
1: It resonated. Okay. Now we know. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. so glad you're free and that you're speaking your truth. grew your wings. I know. I yeah. feel great. I feel yeah. great. Mm-hmm. All right. So, so yeah, do you have something on the mind that you want to ask about? Um, or it can be general. I, yeah, I guess. I would love to know if
2: am I staying in LA? Am I moving around in California? Like location, Shit. my path. Did you just drop one? Uh, yeah. yeah. Should we check? <laughs> that might be, I don't know. Yeah. That, that might, might be it. Right. It. I feel <laughs> like sometimes.
1: Oh, oh, fuck! I think that is yeah. definitely yeah. it. Yemeniya golden opportunity. Important doors are opening for you right now. Walk through them. Like a beautiful mermaid, <laughs> topless goddess coming out of the okay. waves. There's dolphins. Mm. And the dolphin represents childhood, like oh. Like it represents happiness. Look at it's that. Yeah. Oh,
2: my God. Incredible.
0: So maybe either way, whether you stay in LA or not, the opportunity is going to present itself to you. Soon. Right. That's how I'm reading that. I and should
2: just
0: re- go ahead. No, no, Goka.
1: Well, that it says um, walk. Walk okay. through them. That makes okay. me think of motion, movement, like mm, moving. Right. Are yeah. moving. Um, so whether that's like permanent move or travel. Always
2: mm. well, okay. traveling.
1: Yeah, you are. Let's see what yeah, yeah. says. Thank yeah.
0: You. Sure. Thank you. Okay, message from Yamania. Like the ocean, life moves in waves and tides. Timing is everything, so when an opportunity presents itself, you must dive in at that moment. Everything that you've done to prepare yourself will accompany you, yet if you hesitate or procrastinate, another opportunity will surely come along just as the tides wash in and out continuously. Like the ocean, life is rich with variety and beauty. Enjoy experiencing its various rhythms and allow all doubts to be washed away. Uh, uh,
1: guys. Mm. And also it guys. jumped out of the deck. Yeah. All the over like a dolphin. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Like I've only been practicing
2: now for a month and I keep getting mm. signs. And we always talk uh-huh. about Signs Universe. Like uh-huh. I just graduated in June and I have six clients already. Oh. And it's, it's just... You, you like when you want to build your own practice or your own profession, you're scared. Like, should I be doing this? Should I go back mm-hmm. to corporate life? Like that's more the safer side. And then I'm, I just keep getting opportunity. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, this, I hear you universe. I hear you. I'm mm-hmm. following the path.
0: <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. They're rewarding <laughs> you. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Various meanings of this card. Don't hesitate. This is okay. the right thing to do. Mm. Your prayers are being answered. Get ready for a big and happy change. You're your success. <laughs> yes, know that you're qualified and ready for this new opportunity. Oh, that is, thank you. Because
2: again, being so kind of you know new into it, mm-hmm. I'm like, am I, am I, am I doing this mm-hmm. right? Like, am I, good, you know, that like, good enough perfectionist?
1: Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, I feel like I just had a vision of your guides going to the deck I was holding and going, like, flicking this card <laughs> out to you. Because I'm like, how does it, it really happen? Flew. It fucking yeah. flew out. Something pushed this out. Yeah.
2: Whenever I read cards, if one falls out, I always grab it. I'm like, it's meant to be out for right? some reason. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. About Yamanja. Mm-hmm. She's an African and Brazilian goddess who's credited with creating the sea. Every December 31st, people in Brazil celebrate Yamanja by casting white flowers and miniature boats upon the sea waters. You can work with her by putting a tiny boat into the water and asking her for a wish. If she grants your wish, her waves will swallow the miniature boat, and if she denies the wish, the boat will wash up to shore. Since the sea is the root of earth life, her connection to it makes her a very powerful and nurturing mother goddess. She's a protector, supplier, and one who grants wishes
2: oh you're gonna have to take a picture and send me that oh because yeah. <laughs> i'm gonna do that this this weekend
1: oh, awesome oh yeah. yeah you're gonna be yeah. by water right
2: well yeah we're gonna i'm going to lake tahoe this week mm-hmm. put a
0: little boat out on the water. i will
2: i will I it could even
0: be like a paper boat you could just mm-hmm. that's what out. i was
2: i did imagining what i was just thinking i was like mm-hmm. i just could just like do a little bow, like origami yes. style. Yes. yes. Oh my gosh. Let us
1: know what happens if it comes back or what I, yes. I will. I will. I will. So oh, how cool. exciting. Oh, thank you. Well, where can our lovely listeners find your services?
2: Yes. Yeah, so, um, right now, again, cause I just have it up and running. Um, you can find me on Instagram. It's called healing Katina. Um, I have no posts yet, but I Instagram storing it up and I'm working on my website. So just feel free to DM me Um, and just to talk about, you know, my services and what it's like to work with a functional nutritional therapist. Um, It's our our goal. My goal is to take a holistic approach to find nutrient dense whole foods to help heal any of your health concerns or symptoms or goals. And, you know, if there's supplementation needed, but it's all natural minerals, vitamins, you know, herbs. So really just going, finding the root cause of the problem and just healing, you know, naturally.
1: Awesome. Yeah. And then we end every episode with a basic blessing. Mm -hmm. So let's each say something we're grateful for today.
0: I'm grateful for connections of friends like the web of friends i look at you and i see ty and then kelly and then rachel just all these little happenstance connections it's just
1: that's the beauty of life Mm. i'm so grateful for the signs and synchronicities that we're all receiving Mm. um i think they're like breadcrumbs like reminding us we're on the right path and i'm grateful uh for each one of them including seeing a friend on the top of that mountain who I hadn't Mm. seen in months. Speaking of small webs. Yeah. So grateful for synchronicities. Mm.
2: Yeah. I literally thinking my gratefulness. I'm grateful for the new friends that I've made in my life, especially the the health nerds that we call ourselves, the (laughs) people that I met from school. So grateful from them. And grateful to be able to like have platforms like this to share my story and then feel like i'm not alone and connected which is just again helping me heal so it's incredible
0: Mm -hmm. you are not alone i'm not either thank god yeah none of us are yeah yeah we got each other Witches, this show is
1: made possible by listeners like you who contribute on our Patreon. If you want to join the Basic Witches Coven, become a patron. And as a thank you for your support, we'll give you all kinds of witchy goodness, like card readings and custom art. We'll see you in the coven. Hexo, Hexo, Basic, Basic Witches. <laughs> <laughs> <dois once> mmm <more> tnt op 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 above, oop
0: basic witches <laughs> <laughs>